Hello everyone and welcome to another message from Impact Fellowship. As always, we just thank you for coming and tuning in with us. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the message that God has for you on this day. It's just amazing what happens when we begin to spread the love um, to one another for the first thing. It is so good to see all of you here, to see you, you guys back. It is such a good thing when we get together in, in the Lord. I want to share some things with you guys um, this morning that God has been dealing with me this week. And you know, you know that um, you were right on, uh, right in sync with God because I was going through some things myself personally. I was like, oh, this message is right on time. So I'm going to um, preach this message, but I'm preaching to myself too. Amen? Amen. 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 Come on, turn with me to the book of Isaiah, Isaiah the 26th chapter and the third verse. This is a promise of God. Amen. This is a promise of God. In other words, it's guaranteed for us. Hallelujah. Okay, I think I should um, turn on myself here, right? Here we go. Isaiah, the 26th chapter, and we're going to begin at the third verse. And it says, You will keep him or her in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Why? Because he trusts in you. One of the things I've asked um, Austin to do is keep this um, scripture up the whole time because I want you to see God's promise for us. Somebody say for us. For us. God's promise for us. And one thing about when God promises something, it will come or it will happen for you. And God is telling us about his perfect peace. So I'm just going to preach from the uh, a topic of or the title of God's perfect peace. See, when we look at the conditions that are around this world, around this nation, around this neighborhood, we see a lot of things of confusion. We see a lot of things uh, of people acting outside of character. Some people say, well, maybe they're acting in character. But either way, there's a lot of stuff that's going on. We see things like uh, 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 pandemics and uh, we see people uh, uh, killing one another over small things. We see, and not that there's ever a reason to kill somebody over big things, but either way, we see a lot of things that are happening. Yes. See, or can we just make it personal now? Maybe you are facing a situation in your own personal life right now, like the results of a medical report. Uh, let me just um, pause here. Is that, you know, this church or our church is larger than what we see. We have many people who are online and that are in different states and countries. Amen. I never thought I would be an international uh, pastor. I didn't start out that way. But God had a plan. Um, but maybe it's something that you got and personally, a, a, a medical report from a, a doctor that says that things are not going well with you physically. Maybe you've gone through a, a, a nasty breakup or, 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 or something along that line. You know, maybe there's been loss due to the death of a family member. Yes, I'm trying to cover every gamut of, of, of situation so that we can find ourselves, amen? You know, and it's because of these things that leaves an atmosphere that is unsettled. In other words, man, everything and everybody is getting on my nerve. You know, oh, have you ever had that? Oh, am I the only one? Okay, good, I'm in the right church then, you know. Because sometimes people can just uh, 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 say things or do things that will allow you to come out of character. Mm, I'm in the right spot here. Um, see, we understand that we, as children of God, um, when trials and tribulations, hard times, and disappointments come, how are we able to stand strong through them? See, we have to be like the Shunammite woman uh, in uh, 2 Kings, the fourth chapter. Um, she says, when asked, is things well? She says, it is well. Well, wait a minute. How can you say, Christian, 
See, people always want to call you Christian when you say things. It's like, how can you say that things are well when you are in a whole mess? The Shunammite woman says, it is well because her faith is in God. Hallelujah. Okay, let's go back to this. We're going to keep referencing this. It says, he will keep you in perfect peace. But wait a minute. How can you be in perfect peace when all this crazy is going on around you? See, sometimes people will try to pull you into mess. You know, when, when you're standing there and you're looking at this stuff, but you're like, God, I thank you for what you're going to do. People will say, excuse me. How can you be like that when all of this is going on? You should be like us. Okay, for all those who are living on campus, can I give you an example? Watch this. This food here is nasty. It's not like my mom was cooking. And what do you say? You say, yeah. It's not like my mom was cooking either. And before you know it, you've entered into conversation about how bad this food is. Watch this. It's the same food that God has prepared for you while you are here. Oh, can I go a little bit further? Someone started something before you got here. They called it freshman 10 pounds. Amen. Did you hear something about that? Is it 20? Oh, my God. Yes, I, I had a little bit of it. Now, anyway, if the food is so bad, glory to God. If this stuff is just so uneatable, is that a word? If this stuff is so bad, Okay, we'll save that for another message. But sometimes people try to pull you into that atmosphere of where they are. And that's because they like uh, the space of non-peace. Oh, I'm going someplace. Can we define what peace is? Peace, I guess we can say, peace is something that everyone wants, amen? Yet few people really seem to find it. Hallelujah. It can be defined as tranquility. Uh, security, harmony, prosperity, or well-being. Oh, those things sound so nice. Watch this. Perfect peace is the condition of freedom from disturbance within the soul. Somebody say within the soul. In other words, internally I can be in peace and hell could be breaking out all around. Hallelujah. That's because God will position you in a spot that's a mess. So that you will represent his peace. Okay, let's go a little bit further. It is perfect harmony reigning within regardless of what is going on around us. Mark says it this way in the fourth chapter around the 39th verse. He says, and he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, peace be still. And the wind ceased. Huh. And there was a great calm. See, the peace with which God offers and we, by his grace, uh, are privileged to experience is none other than a great calm which commands that, that, that commands down in the depths. Somebody say the depths, the depths. of our soul. God is trying to get you to trust him in the midst of chaos. Yes, Hallelujah. The peace which God offers and uh, that he wants to give us is to command down in our soul. Romans says it this way. Paul, Paul talks about the desire to do good, but evil is present all around. He says it like this in uh, verse 23. He says, the law and my members. Now, Paul is talking about himself. Can I just pause here for a second? Yes. Many times people want to talk about everybody else. Okay, you know how it is when I'm looking at Dr. Sarah here, right? This is Dr. Sarah, that's my wife. I'm looking at her, and I'm like, hmm, you know this ain't right, right? You know what you have is not right. But Paul is talking about himself. He's not talking about anybody else. It's amazing. Hey. It's amazing what God is doing for us, because he's trying to get us right, but we want to get everybody else right. You know how I know we want to get everybody else right? Because I turn around and look at Austin, and I'm like, you know, bro, really? Because, see, if I'm in Austin stuff, I don't have to worry about me. Or I don't focus on me. 
Can I share something with you? I'm all off this message right now. You know, sometimes we see people struggle. Amen? And people will project their struggle onto you. Can I go back to that weight thing? People will say things like this. David, man, you done gained 10 pounds. Why you do that? Can I just pause here for a second? That's not a compliment. Just because you have observed something, it doesn't mean you're blessing somebody with that. Can I go a little bit further, David? See, I can say that because David is real thin, you know. David, you gained all that weight. Look at you. Most of the time, what you are hearing is an inward struggle. They're struggling with their own self-view and they're projecting it on you. See, but this is what will happen if your um, soul is not in that place of perfect peace. You will say things like, <laughs> why are you laughing at somebody uh, uh, stuff who's trying to break you down? Okay, let me go a little bit further. <laughs> well, you know, I was over at Stax, and Stax always had them pancakes. And maybe I had one or two many. And before you know it, you're now looking at yourself in a way that's not favorable. And now you're struggling. Like, maybe, maybe I did. I don't feel really uh, good about me. You've taken on something else. But God's perfect peace. See, when you are fixed on God, you block out all those other distractions. Somebody say distractions. distractions. That's what the enemy wants to bring to you in order to um, over, over, overcome you, to overwhelm you. He wants to take other people's things and put it in your lap so that you can call them your own. Let's go a little bit further here. John says it this way. John says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Now, this is Jesus talking. Not as the world giveth, but I give unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. <laughs> so Jesus is saying here, it's like, not only don't let your heart be troubled, but don't let it be afraid. I'm like, well, wait a minute. Jesus is talking about two very distinct things. Can I, can I go with trouble okay. first? Troubled represents anxiety. Yes. Troubled represents uh, uh, um, uncertainty yes. about what's around you. Trouble represents inward and outward conflicts. Okay? So, so Jesus is talking about two things. He says, the peace I leave with you is not like what the world does, okay? Um, and don't let your heart be troubled or afraid. <laughs> Why are we talking about um, fear? What does fear have to do with this? Because if the enemy can trouble you and make you afraid, then he can cause you to come out of your character. Mm -hmm. mm, he's talking about something here. Um, thank you, Lord. You know, sometimes we will jump out of our character because I think I can beat something, okay? Watch this. Uh, 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 come here. Uh, come here, David. Oh, David, why not even okay? Because you're right there. Now, see, David is a, a little bit uh, um, bigger uh, uh, than me, right? Right. Come here, Anthony. Um, now, here is... Is, this is my, uh, my my other son. Now, then you have Anthony here on, on this side. So I look around and see, he all swollen things, you know, he lifting them weights. You know, that's that thing that you young folks do. You like to lift well, I used to lift them too, but anyway. Uh, he's all swollen things. And, and so these two represent conflict, amen? Okay. amen? Now, I look at the one that's swollen. And so, see, I see swelling, and I start thinking about my own uh, abilities. Okay. Lord, oh, am I in the right church? Mm -hmm. Okay, can, can I go a little bit further? I look at the swelling, and I say, there's some stuff going on here. 
I look at this one over here, and his swelling is not as great. Amen? So my confidence goes up. Oh, see, the brothers are smiling right now. See, they know what I'm talking about. My confidence go up. And I will say things like this in the natural. Um, um, you know, um, um, oh, hold on to, to that thought. Uh, uh, who do you think you're talking to? <laughs> see, because I think I can whoop this one. And so I will come out of my character here. Watch this. I might become afraid of the, the swollen thing. But because I'm a, a afraid, I'm going to also come out of my character and not do nothing. Mm -hmm. And he'll say something like, you sure look kind of fat today. Watch this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you so funny. You know, you all got jokes. <laughs> I'm going to come into agreement with something because I'm afraid of it. Hallelujah. But over here, I'm still going to come out of my character the same way. Because now, what, what are you talking about? I'm going to walk this one. But watch this. Either way, I'm out of the character of God. Thank you, guys. And God is trying to show us that over here where we read, this is a promise that he gave. I will keep you in perfect peace. Now, watch this. What does that look like? I see two things of conflict over here, both of which is going to cause me to come out of character. I'll come out of character here because I'm going to come into agreement with something I'm afraid of. I'm going to come out of character here because I'm going to lay hands on something that I think I can beat myself. Perfect peace says this. Hallelujah. Focus on God. We was just singing those songs. You are the God of miracles. See, when you keep that focus, it says, God, I'm stepping up and letting you deal with what's back there. Because my mind is fixed on you. My mind is stuck on you. My mind is right where you are. And your word says, Lord God, that if I trust you, you will fight that. Yes. Hallelujah. Come on, we gotta, gotta move on. The world's peace is like this. The, this, the, the peace of the world gives uh, give, um, uncertain and unshakable things. Things may appear peaceful on the surface, but when circumstances change, when people get hungry, glory to God. Uh, have you ever seen when people get hungry, how the attitude changes? Oh, okay, so I'm not the only one? Yeah, I'm not the only one get hungry? Okay, I'm in the right church. So when, when the atmosphere change, people change. When prices start rising, people change. Oh, oh watch this. Let something go up, glory to God. And price when, see, I know how much a box of Captain Crunch costs. <laughs> Glory to God. And because I know how much a box of Captain Crunch costs, when Captain Crunch is now $7 a box, I feel some kind of way. Mm -hmm. What do you mean, Pastor? Well, Captain Crunch used to cost $3. What do you mean it costs $7 now? I can't believe the prices of this. It shouldn't be this way. Why shouldn't it be this way? It should be back this way. I start coming out of myself. But the scripture says this, I will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is fixed on me. God, I thank you for providing me the, uh, the provisions to pay for $7 worth of Captain Crunch. Mm -hmm. My soul remains in peace and is not dictated by what's going on around me because I'm focused on God. Yes. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. We've got to move on. But underneath is a deadly, destructive, and unsettled undercurrent that which will pull you to your death. Many people of the world only know this type of false peace. Amen? Um, this peace is based upon or dependent upon something or someone. Hallelujah. Have you ever depended on someone for your own peace? It's like, okay. Now, some are saying yes. Some are saying no. And some are like, I'm confused. Watch this. I thank God that um, on the on Friday of next week, my wife uh, gets a paycheck from the Sahih University. Amen. And when the paycheck comes, there's going to be a smile on my face. Why? Because the money comes into the household. Okay. See, I'm smiling because 
I'm looking at the paycheck. Hallelujah. But what happens when the paycheck don't arrive? Now it's like, what you mean? <laughs> Even my, my, my language changed. <laughs> what you mean? What you? W-A-T-C-H-U. What you mean? There's no paycheck. Weren't you there last week? Weren't you there last month? What you mean there's no paycheck? Because my peace is dependent upon a paycheck. But watch this. The scripture says, he will keep me in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. God, I thank you for this day. And Lord, I thank you for keeping me. Keeping me from bill collectors. Keeping my lights on. Did you see what just happened there? Because my, my peace is not contingent upon the world, but contingent upon God. The problem is that, that the world's peace ignores the root problem. What is the root problem? Sin. That's the root problem of the world's peace. If you ask someone what's wrong with the world today, many people will, will give an answer that sounds something like this. Well, it's an inflation, glory to God. It's the unreal gas prices. It's the current shootings that's going on in these neighborhoods and these cities. But what these things are, are representative, uh, thank you, are representatives of sin. They try to fix problems by creating new programs. They try to fix problems by uh, uh, throwing money at situations. Glory to God. But the root problem is sin. We see the, this compromise all the time. If you don't, if they don't use the missiles, glory to God, if they only change some things or if they only change their minds, then things will be okay. It has nothing to do with missiles. It has nothing to do with a, a, a war or oil. It has to do with sin. God calls this peace um, that he has for us perfect. Why? Because it doesn't need any other contingency. It doesn't need anything else in order to get. God says this, I will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed or fixed on me. And watch this, because I trust him. I get perfect peace because I trust God. It is perfect um, in quality. It is perfect in everything. That is to say that it is the perfect kind of peace. It is that thing that where I would call excellence. Perfect peace is based in and on the word of God. Mm. John says it like this. My peace I give you. Perfect peace is what God gives to those who trust him for it. Because I trust God for it. He gives it. Perfect peace, uh, uh, according to Hebrews, the 12th chapter, says like this. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, it doesn't base itself on outside conditions. Hallelujah. You know how many people who uh, will get excited about the day just because the sun is shining? Mm -hmm. But let it rain. Mm -hmm. Where's your excitement? Mm -hmm. <sighs> I can't believe it. it's all raining. It's raining outside. Guess what happens? If it doesn't rain, then things can't grow. Mm. If it doesn't rain, you can't take a shower. What are you talking about, preacher? Oh, okay. How many engineers do I have in here? Glory to God. All right. That's right. Um, side note, I said how many engineers I have in here by faith. I'm just declaring your engineering certifications right now. But back to our, our message. In order for you to take a shower, there has to be water. Water is not man-made. We said, well, wait a minute, preacher. You know, when I went to chemistry class, they said that if you mix this with this, then you get water, right? Amen? Amen. But God supplies it so you don't have to make it. And how does God supply water? 
he uses the rain. Now, wait a minute. How many of y'all like taking showers? Amen. And, and the whole room raised their hands, everybody. Everybody loves to take a shower. Oh, I'm like, uh, I just can't wait to get in the shower. But we don't think about where it comes from. If it was just sunny every day of your life, what would happen? Things would dry up, you included. So God provides rain. And because God provides rain, Hallelujah. We should be just as excited about it as we are with the sun. All right, I got to stop. That's another message. Let me start wrapping this thing up here. We are all rather uh, uh, young or old, uh, rich or poor. Uh, we have experienced the pain of broken promises, grief, disappointment, sadness, hurt, hard times, and confusion. Okay, yes, okay, we can all agree with that. But despite this, hallelujah, the best intentions are likely to be disappointments to someone else by saying or one thing and then doing another. Hallelujah. Have you ever heard someone say, listen, Aaron, I'm going to be there for you at 12 o'clock tomorrow, and we're just going to go shopping and do everything that you want to do. Glory to God. Say less. Aaron says, say less. Get your hand out my pocket, Aaron. Anyway, but when 12 o'clock comes and I don't show, what happens? Disappointment. One o'clock show comes around. What happens? More disappointment. Three o'clock come around. I feel some kind of way. You see, uh, from three o'clock to 12 o'clock, a lot of stuff has happened to me. So there's disappointment that happens. But watch this. This is a promise from God. I will give you perfect peace whose mind is fixed on me because you trust me to do what I said. God's word, however, can be trusted. He never contradicts himself or acts in a way that is out of character. Glory to God. I've been trying to fix that, but there are some things in some people who will pull pastor out of character. And then be like, oh, you're supposed to be the pastor. But wait, you intentionally did this, 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 and this, and then said, oh, you're supposed to be the pastor. I'm not God, but I'm working on it. Every other uh, uh, a thing in, in our life that we see um, has a contingency. A contingency of, of, of saying, listen, I will do this if you do that. Um, and because of the contingency, most of the time is an unreachable goal. Hallelujah. But it says that's where peace lies. God says, I'm going to give it to you. And it's not going to cost you anything but your attention. And your attention to trust me to do it. Hallelujah. Jesus' sacrifice, here it comes. Jesus' sacrifice on, on the cross bridged that gap um, for us that sin brought in. Because of the death the resurrection, the burial, and then the resurrection of Christ, it enabled us to, to get back into relationship uh, with him. Because of this, perfection or perfect peace was now our portion. Hallelujah. Understand this, beloved, and I'm, 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 going, I'm almost done here. That this perfect peace of God is conditional. Notice two things that Isaiah says about the recipient of God's peace. The first thing he says, and for those who are writing this down, watch this. This is the first thing. This peace is given to the one whose mind is stayed or fixed on him. When this was written, the Israelites were trying to secure their peace by turning to idols and by trusting in nations around them. The mind that is stayed or fixed on God is the heart that is loyal to God. Hallelujah. Peace comes when we give ourselves entirely to God and his will. Somebody say his will. His will. God is looking for hearts that will um, do, um, that will not waver. There it is. That will not waver from their loyalty to him. Can I just pause here for a second? We can become loyal to some of the smallest things, 
What do you mean? Oh, I'm glad you asked me. We can become loyal to sports team. Amen. We can become loyal uh, 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 to um, uh, uh, clothing styles. You know, the best thing about getting older, you start to like styles. And when you get older, you find something that you like and you buy five of them. I want it in black, blue, red. This outfit I got on, you'll see it again in a different color. Because you become loyal to what you like. Now what? Now everybody who's senior in your life, you'll start checking out their wardrobe. You're like, ooh, just like that. I said, you got three of them. Why you get three? Because it's what I like. And I'm loyal to it. I like my style. So, so, so here we have all these things. The mind that is stayed and fixed on God uh, becomes uh, when we give ourselves entirely to him. Hallelujah. Watch this. And here's the second thing. This piece is given to the one who trusts God. It is one thing that it was one thing to believe in God, but it's another thing to believe what God says and trust in his promises. This is a promise. This is a promise. It's guaranteed. Things are not going well in your, your life. Do this. It's a guarantee. The problem is, is that we want to engage the things that we should be praying about. I can stay there all day. Yeah, I'm going there. We want to engage the things that we should be praying about. Um, and when we do that, it pulls us out of our character. Okay? Uh, um, can, can I say, do I have any fighters in, in the room? Do I sit by fighters in the room? I'm talking about things that, you know, let somebody say that the right thing. They can catch this. Okay, you don't want to Okay. Yes, there it is. The enemy knows this about you. And it's not about winning or losing. It's about getting you to come out of character. The enemy can care less if David can whoop tail. He can care less. I just need David to come out of character. Because when David comes out of character, Chioma begins to look at David differently. When David comes out of character, Anthony begins to fear that side of David. And because of fear, he won't have anything to do with David. What makes it outside of character? Because when, when God saved us, we became new creatures. The Bible says, all things were passed away. Behold, all things became new. In other words, I may still have the ability to do those things that I did before. Amen? Amen. But because God has redeemed me, I am a new creature. The problem is, is that when you have had success in the old life, You'll go back there in a heartbeat. I, 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 I'm talking to someone here. God wants us to have perfect peace. We don't have to rely back on what I used to do and what I used to say. Recently, can I just give you a, a, a quick testimony and I promise to end. Um, recently, I had a conversation with someone. And, you know... I was trying to be very pastoral, glory to God. But they weren't trying to speak to the pastor. They wanted to access Anthony. And I was there. I was doing that thing too. I said, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And you know how you have ATM machines and you can push buttons and you hear sound? Ooh, 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 ooh. They were just pushing all them buttons. And I was like, yeah, okay, okay. Well, well, well tell me, how did that make you feel? Ooh, 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 ooh. They were pushing all of the right buttons. Well, they pushed the right one. And I'm like, wait a minute. You don't want what I have. So I'm terminating this conversation. I'm in character, right? Inside, I was losing my mind. Have you ever had a conversation with yourself? You're like, yeah, you got the right one. Mm -hmm. If you could hear what was going on, the fight was my flesh wanted what was going on to come out. The spirit was like, uh-uh, no. 
Now I'm getting mad with the spirit. I can handle this one. I can tell her where she needs to go and how she can get there. The enemy wants to bring you out of character. And then, when I didn't let the enemy do it, the conversation ended. Glory to God. And then they called me back. I'm weak now. I'm telling you. I'm weak. Because when I hung up the first time, I was like, whoo, devil almost got me on that one. Because <laughs> it was right there. Called me back. And now I'm fighting. Um, they said what they had to say. And I did. <laughs> now watch this. Have you ever had someone do that where they're trying to hold back laughter and it kind of ignites everyone else to start coming out laughing? Well, it was igniting the wrath on the inside of me. So I did this. I covered my mouth because the enemy wanted that thing to come out. What happened? I hung up the phone. Oh, I'm sorry. The, the call ended. And then I called my wife. And I was like, guess what just happened? But afterwards, last night, I began to thank God for peace. Because the enemy wanted to take me someplace else. And I recognize this. So why are you sharing this, um, this testimony? And why were you sharing this with us? Because the enemy will use that which is closest to you to get you to a place that you are not. Hallelujah. The Bible says this. And then I'm going to end with this. The Bible says, train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he is old, he shall not depart from it. Will you follow me, please? Oh, man. What kind of church is it? They come over to talk to you first. Watch this. Your parents have taught you something. It's like now, when you go to Penn State, you do this, that, and that. Don't you do this, this other thing. Amen? Amen. Watch this. You get there to Penn State. Parents are not here. Hallelujah. Parents are not here. But. Now you have an opportunity. This is what mom said. She ain't here. She ain't. Isn't that something? Whenever we start telling, you start getting all out of the, the, the proper vocabulary. Anyway, she ain't here. But the word of God says this. Train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he shall not depart from it. Mom is the best part about being a parent. Mom is still... Um, praising God for what he's doing for you. She has given you everything that she can give you. And we expect God to do those things in you. She's not expecting you to do it. Because in and of yourself, we can't do this thing by ourselves. Amen? Amen? But we can expect God to do it. I'm trusting God. Can I just use you as an example? Let's say you messed it up. And you don't go back to those things. Here's the thing. The enemy will say, well, mom's not here. She didn't see. So you can go back and do it again and again and again because she's not here. This is the best part about God. Because she may not be there, but she's always praying for you. And she's trusting God to, to fortify everything that's around you so that you will be protected. Hallelujah. There is something about um, um, trusting God here. Because when you trust God, you say that, listen, enemy, no matter what happens, I trust you to do what your word says. God is the one who brought you here to college. For those of you who are watching, God is the one who has set you 
in the place where you are, whether it's in the new home, whether it's in uh, uh, the uh, a job, the, the career that you're in, whether it's in the family that you're in. Oh, thank you, Lord. Can I talk about your family real quick? How much time do I have? Sometimes the enemy, somebody say the enemy. Yeah, the, enemy. the enemy will use your family. But the scripture has something for that too. It says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Hallelujah. And I think it's so important because when you have people who know you from way back when, because it's not like them cousins in them. Cousins in them. N-E-M. It's nothing like those cousins in them. They're like, yeah, girl, mm-hmm. You weren't saying that last year because you was right there at the club with us talking about, or anyway. They start to tell you where you used to be and who you used to be. Let me give you something with confidence here. You're <laughs> like, yeah, I sure was. <laughs> and we had a good time back then, right? But let me tell you about what God did for me now. Because two things will either happen. Either they will hear your testimony of overcoming and they too will become saved. Or they'll stop bringing that mess to you. Either way, you win. Somebody say, I win. I win. Either way, you win. Because the enemy will always want to remind you of where you've been. Mainly if you were successful in sin. God said, I will keep you in perfect peace. But you're going to have to let go of the old man and the old woman. Because the old man and the old woman would just take you back to the things of old. Trust God. Yeah, that was me. Yeah, I did that too. I used to always laugh because my family members would love to tell my, my sons who I used to be. Amen. Well, your dad wasn't always like that. <laughs> well, guess what? I already told him. Yeah, I sure wasn't. And I enjoyed every bit of that stuff. But look what God did in my life. God did this. God did that. When the scripture says what the enemy had meant for evil, God turned it around for good. That's what it's talking about. One of the things that, that the enemy does that to keep you silent is remind you of your past. Some of us feel so bad about where we came from that we're willing to stay in a muted state because out of fear of somebody telling where we came from. Mm -hmm. So my family couldn't tell my, um, my family members, couldn't tell my um, children about me because I already told them. It's like, look, I'm the only one in this house that wasn't raised in the same house. They were. I wasn't. I did some stuff. Willingly. But it was because of the hand of God and the fact that he loved me enough not to leave me there. That he showed me something else. Let's end with this. Having perfect peace, when we trust God to fulfill his promises, our hearts are free from worry and doubt. When we trust God to do what he said he would do. I trust God to fulfill his promises in his word for us. Come on, stand to your feet. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you for who you are. We thank you, Lord God, that you're not going to leave us where we are. But Father, I thank you right now, Lord God, for those who are in that place of conflict, for those who are in that place of weight, for those who are in that, that place of need. Father, I thank you right now for meeting the need. I thank you, Lord God, for touching them right where they are. And I thank you, Lord God, Father, for not leaving them in that place. But Father, I thank you that your word says that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings as eagles. They shall run and not get weary. They shall walk and not faint. So Father, I thank you right now for strengthening your people. I thank you, Lord God, for, for strengthening their hearts and their minds. Father, I thank you for giving them what it is that they need. Father, we trust you. 
and we trust you to fulfill everything that you said. We believe you, Lord God. Father, the enemy is trying to hold my past over my head or hold our past over our heads, Lord God. So, Father, I thank you right now that we're going to focus on you. Yes, Lord. And we thank you, Lord God, for where you're carrying us. We thank you, Lord God, for where you're taking us. We thank you, Lord God, for what you are saying and doing. Father, we believe in your perfect will for our lives. And we thank you, Lord God, in advance for what you're saying and doing. We trust you, Lord God. We trust you, Lord God. We believe you, Lord God. Help our unbelief. Increase us. Deliver us. Heal us. In Jesus' name. Let everybody say, amen, amen, amen. God bless you. God bless you. I believe that, that God spoke to somebody today specifically because this particular message um, I don't believe it's our first time hearing it, and that's okay, because all it would do is further reinforce. Yes. But if it is your first time hearing it, that's okay, because now you know of the promise of God. And the promises of God is always yea and amen, meaning that God will not fail, and he will not fail you. I need someone to put their hand over their heart and say, God will not fail, God will not fail. me. me. God will not fail you. But we have to trust him. You know, it's so funny. They had asked um, people uh, who were cheating uh, on tests. Well, what made you cheat? I remember, i never forget this. One person said, I had all the uh, information I studied. But I cheated because I could. I noticed that the instructor wasn't looking, so that's why I did it. The enemy will always whisper in your ear, no one's looking. You can go ahead. He had the information, but he did it because of the opportunity. Trust God. Remember, for those who are in school, God got you here. He opened the door for this place. Hallelujah. He opened the door for this place for you. Trust him. Oh, I wanted to go to the uh, main campus. God opened the door for you to come here. And because he opened the door, he provided everything that you needed. I'm only using school as, a, as an example. For those of you who are at home, God opened the door for your living situations. He opened the door of opportunity for the jobs that you have. Trust him. Trust him. And when you trust him, perfect peace will be your portion. God bless you. Um, this will not be the last time we talk about this. I, I promise you because... It is one of my goals for this semester. Do you guys remember what I said what my goal was last, last week? And that was just to get everybody here on time, right? Amen. Because I don't want the people of God to miss what they're supposed to get. One of the other things, uh, one of my other goals for you um, this year is to be able to experience God in its fullness. Hallelujah. I don't want rainy days to become sad days for you. Because I want you to understand how this thing works. You know, God brings the rain, the scripture says, on the just and the unjust. Okay? But understand this. Rain doesn't mean that it's a negative thing. Just ask the people who live in Seattle. Rain's there all the time. But, but yet, they're still prospering. God wants you to have to be equipped for the next level. And I want you to have everything that you're supposed to have. Amen. God bless you. I think I'm forgetting something. We're supposed to do offering. Okay. It is offering time. Um, what happens uh, when we when we take offering here uh, live, all monies collected on campus stay on campus. Now, uh, because I pastor a, a church, Impact Fellowship is the church that I pastor. 
Um, it's like having two churches. I have a church um, that are, of everybody that's online, um, and I have everyone that is here. But that's okay. You're just connected to some, some folks. One of our very first members, um, 2013, Lauren Payton, um, she's here online with us um, today. She was literally sitting in the seats that you're sitting in. Um, and now, and this ministry went with her to Germany, glory to God. I think they were in Japan first, but, well, Germany, and now they're in Maryland. And when we first started this in 2013, I didn't see that happen. My thing was, okay, we're going to build up God's people here on campus, and then we're going to release them into their new communities. But God had another plan. Amen? So, um, I shared that part with you um, for this reason. Um, for those of you who are there with us live online, you can send your tithe and your offering to our cash app. That's dollar sign impact fellowship. Um, for those who are here in the uh, a building, um, uh, David is holding a, a basket and you can deposit um, your offering there. Um, one of the things that David had mentioned last week here is that there's some plans that we have for uh, on campus. And these are the funds that will supply those things that we can do on campus. Amen. So all the money that's collected on campus, stay on campus. And we build the body of Christ on campus. Amen. Amen. So um, again, um, you can deposit your offering in, in there. Um, if all hearts and minds are clear, um, we're going to go. Come on, uplift your hands. Father, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you for this day that you have for us. Father, I thank you, Lord God, for your perfect peace resting on these, your people. Lord God, we, we trust you today, and we thank you in advance. Now may the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit, rest rule and abide with each one of us, now and forever. Let everybody say amen. God bless you. Listen, everybody, have a great week in God on purpose. God bless you. God's perfect peace. It's something that we can all easily obtain. And a lot of times the enemy will try to do anything that he can to take us out of that place and have us act out of character or like the old man. But it's important that we hold on to the things that God has given to us and maintain our sense of mind and ourself when these things come our way that would try to hinder our walk. As always, we pray that this message has blessed you. And as we say here at Impact, have a great week in God on purpose.